0: Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Elland. Multiple sclerosis is described as a disease in which the insulating covers of nerve cells in the brain and spinal cord are damaged. Now, that damage disrupts the ability of parts of the nervous system to communicate, resulting in a number of physical issues. And did you know this? The farther you live away from the equator, the more likely you are to get MS. And our guest today was diagnosed with MS in 2014, and then just a few months ago, he was diagnosed with lung cancer. Joining us from Spokane, Washington, is Steve Vandersheldon. Tell me some of the problems you were experiencing prior to being diagnosed with MS.
1: Um, well, let's see. The doctors, I was diagnosed late in life, which is kind of unusual. I was diagnosed at the age of 53, but... The doctors think that I was showing symptoms long before that. I have balance issues. I fall occasionally, and there was numbness and tingling in both my arms and my feet. No two people with MS experience the same symptoms, you know, that not all the same symptoms anyway. It's not like, oh, gee, I've got a cold or I've got the flu, so I've got a sinus headache and I've got the chills. We all, we're all all a little bit different. Mine was that, and then muscle twitch is really bad. And I took a fall and was hospitalized, and they did an MRI on me, and they found lesions. The best way to describe a lesion is like you get a scratch on your arm and it scabs over. That's what I have on my brain. In my spinal column, us in the in the MS world call them bright spots because they show up as bright spots on your brain and your, bi- your, your spine and your brain. And it got to the point where for a while I couldn't walk. Um, I was using a walker and a cane, mostly a walker. And they had me on a couple of different drugs. One was called Copaxin which is an injectable you inject in your stomach, and the other one was Tisabri, 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 which is an oral med, and the side effects were just too much for me to take.
0: What were some of the side effects, Steve?
1: Oh, geez, um, let's see, fever, chills, I itched a lot, um, on the Tisabri I had anaphylaxis, you get fatigue, which you already get from MS, You get you're tired, and this, like, tripled it and then they want to give you something like ritalin adderall or provigil to combat the fatigue and at one time there oh for the first couple of months at one time i was taking about 13 different medications and mainly that was to you know side effects of side effects of side effects of side effects they they don't have any drugs in my opinion any pharmaceuticals that actually help with ms they're called disease modifying drugs but i don't want my disease modified i want it you know handled and they don't they can't exactly tell you what kind of modification this drug is doing to your to your symptoms or to the disease itself
0: Steve, what was it like for you psychologically to experience the fact that you had MS and your health, from what you've told me and told us, seemed to be deteriorating?
1: When I was first diagnosed, I'm like, I was like, wow, really? I mean, it took a while to sink in. My mother has MS and she's bedridden. Um, my cousin in Bellingham, Ferndale area, has MS. There's probably a dozen people I could name off from Okanagan County, Washington from the or- from Oroville to Brewster that have MS. Two of my teachers did. And I'd been around it you know, but I thought, you know, no this no, 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 no. They are they gotta be wrong because I'd already, um, four years prior to that been diagnosed with C O P D emphysema <laughs> You know. So it was It was not something I was ready to hear, and it was not something that um, I wanted to deal with at the time. I went into a pretty heavy depression, and unfortunately took medication to get me out of that. And after a while on the drugs, you know, I've I've been involved with cannabis for 40 years. I'm 55 now. And I grew up in the 70s in Okanagan County when when um, cannabis was just starting to get popular there, and I hung out with what they would call, what people back then called the hippies. I've known, you know, about the medicinal qualities for a lot of years, and it was uh, my son actually said, well, why don't you try cannabis oil, Dad? It's been working for everything else. And I thought, you know what? So I did. And I'm holding my own now where I wasn't two years ago. I um, don't have to walk with the walker. I work. I'm working again. Um, it's, it's given me my life back. I worked at a nursing home for a time up in um, Shelby, Montana, and one of the patients there had the same kind of MS I have, which is primary progressive. Now, with primary progressive, you don't get a relapse. You don't get remission. There, there's no remission of symptoms. You just constantly have them or they continue They continue on and get worse unless you deal with them. And I'll be honest with you, a gram oil in the morning and a gram oil at night. And I don't have muscle spasms as bad. Um, like I said, I'm working. I don't walk with a cane or a walker. And according to my last MRI findings, there is no discernible progression of the disease.
2: Wow. Now, are you taking... High Indica?
1: Very high Indica.
2: And even in the daytime you're doing the Indica? I'm sorry, what? Even in the daytime you're
1: doing the Indica? Well I don't work in the daytime, so yeah. Oh, okay. And it doesn't I, I honestly I've been I've been smoking and playing with cannabis for like I said, forty years. I have a pretty high tolerance. So, and
2: so you're not exactly high then when you're taking it?
1: Yeah, I don't I don't get totally high. Like I would if I just sat down and smoked a bowl mm-hmm. but on the other hand, I'm more relaxed at work i'm you know I can actually with i've got back issues i i have um I had spina bifida as a child, and I have back issues, and I use the the heavier indica dominant because it's great for pain right right do you make your own, Steve? No, I don't. I one of the reasons I moved to Washington was, hey, we're legal here. Right. And I'll be honest with you, it was such a kick in the shorts to walk into a store with my daughter. It really was. It was something I was, I, you know, I'd waited forty years to be able to do. But on the other hand, the, to be able to walk into a store and buy medicine that actually works, and not be, you know, limited to just. Whatever the doctors can prescribe or, you know, the black market is fabulous.
0: Steve, when you started the cannabis oil, did you start with a gram a day and work up to two grams a day? Or how did that work?
1: I started with a half a gram in the morning and a half a gram at evening. What I do in the morning is I put half a gram in my coffee, first cup of coffee in the morning. It has a whole new meaning to the word wake and bake. But it was it. And, you know, it takes... Oh, you know, even in my coffee, it'd be an hour before I start to feel anything. But I do that before work and then I go to work and just have a normal day. But I bumped up when I found out I had lung cancer. And I I do firmly believe that the cancer would have been much worse if I hadn't already been, uh, you know, using oil. For, for the multiple sclerosis.
0: Right, just before we get to the lung cancer, I, I want to ask you about your, your – you started the, the cannabis oil, half a right. gram, half a gram uh, twice a day. So you were taking a gram a day. How long did it take you to wean yourself off of the medications that you were on?
1: Well, the Copaxin, the sibri, the MS drugs are – you can just stop. So I, I just stopped those. Like, there's there's a lot of people that I've talked with that have done the same thing. Okay. Um, the hydrocodone and the opioid pain medications took a little bit longer, about eh, 30 days. 40 days, something like that, till I was actually feeling myself again, feeling like myself again. And don't get me wrong, I still have to use those occasionally when it just gets to be too much. Because if I do, quite frankly, if I if I bump myself up to a gram and a half in the morning, I'd be asleep in an hour.
2: Well, there's people that would be asleep uh, yeah, in, be, in be asleep. an hour for like a week. Yeah, Steve.
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah true. true. Very, very true.
2: So, you but, know, yeah. I mean, even you starting out at um, what did you start out at a half a gram a day or a quarter gram? Yeah, half, half, a, a, gram. half, half a gram.
0: Twice a day. That's Twice
2: not day. that's not the norm, and I think maybe we should just kind of. Concentrate on that just for a second here. Um, the average person who hasn't done oil before who does half a gram that could be rather a frightening experience. So do yeah, start, pro- yeah. do yeah, start out slowly.
1: Make, we should make that we should make that clear because that's you know, so that's you quite get, a hefty dose. Uh, I know, but you know, I used to do i when I first moved over here. I spent moved back to Spokane in August. I spent a lot of time experimenting with the different products you can get here in the stores because, well, quite frankly, we didn't have that in Montana. I had my green card there, but I was eventually um, – I did an interview with the Great Falls Tribune about medical marijuana in 2010. My my picture was on the front page of the Sunday paper in June of that year um, with me wearing a Bob Marley shirt holding my green card. And public housing, the officials – I was paying, I was sharing a place with my daughter in public housing – they're in great falls montana and they got they the powers that be for that for um public housing saw that and they evicted me they threatened to evict my daughter and kids but i cut her and her kids but i cut a deal with them and said i'd go quietly if they just let her stay her and the boys stay
0: Mm.
1: and i've i've actually got a trespass no trespass for life from them i'm not even supposed to go on the property to see, I can't. According to great, according to them, I'm banished from seeing my kids and my grandkids in their place of residence.
0: Isn't that interesting? Just because of marijuana, which is a plan, but you could go with a hen with a container of Paxil or Ritalin, and you'd be.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah it's, just, it's a skewed system, Steve. When you were on the cannabis oil, how long did you take to push your walker aside?
1: It was about a month, month, yeah, almost two months.
0: That that must have felt liberating for you.
1: It felt great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, my grandkids—I'd always been active with them, always. I, and I'm one of the fortunate grandparents who has been until until I moved over to Spokane here last August. I had been with all my grandkids except my granddaughter from the time of their birth to. You know, Grandpa was always around, and we were always doing something. We were, you know, outside. Whenever I'd go visit or the kids would come to visit me, we'd, we'd spend our time outside or doing something, even just rolling around, wrestling, having a good time. And it got to the point where I couldn't lift my youngest grandson, and that really kind of hurt. But the day that I realized, I looked at my roommate and said, hey, I don't think I need to use this thing right now. And he's like, "Well, don't fall on the floor; it's wood." That was in May of 2014, and I haven't used it since.
2: Awesome. Now, do you find that most days the oil is able to handle uh, the majority of your symptoms?
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, my my symptoms run from being you know numb and numbing the, my fingers and my toes to what we call leg drop, which is I'll be walking along and my right leg just drags unintentionally. I've actually been um pulled over walking by the police in great falls thinking i was drunk in public but you know not that's not the case i don't drink and then um i get muscle twitches almost like parkinson's patients and that's about the extent right now i mean i I, there's so many more i have to look forward to that i'm i'm confident that oil will will help with i mean the muscle twitches are the worst and i probably if i didn't have the muscle twitches especially in my legs and my feet and my arms i probably wouldn't even need a half a gram a night but that's the only thing that settles them down and i've been on flexoril soma um Scalaxin, um robaxin all these different muscle relaxers tenazepam and none of them work but cannabis does Cannabis works well.
2: Well, wow. Steve, do you find that there's particular strains that work better for your condition, or do you just take whatever they happen to
1: have? No, I'm 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 very strain conscious. I like the like I said the heavy indicas. Um, sometimes you know for work because you know I smoke on a daily basis too. I mean I I just have all my life and. During the day, I usually, you know, try to stick with a more more sativa dominant, you know, because it gets me up, it gets me moving. You know, I, t- you know after, I work afternoons, so I get up at like 8 o'clock in the morning and I do my medications. And then I'm at work at 2 o'clock, so I kind of slide into it nice and easy. But I'm a real, real fan of Dutch Treat. It works really well for me. Um, there's a company out of OMAC uh grower out of Omac Blue Sky Farms that puts out some good product that's that's into dominant. Um there's a oh cherry uh, what was it? Cherry strawberry banana that I just got that was really good. I I have to watch my appetite too because um because of recent events I went from two hundred pounds down to hundred and forty five. So I look for something also that's gonna give me the heavy munchies so I can start putting on weight mm, again.
2: Good idea. Mm-hmm. Are you doing any uh, uh, CBD oil at all?
1: Occasionally, um, it, it just depends on the it just depends on the price. And you know, I I, I don't know how true it is, but I read an article with uh, an interview with Rick Simpson, and he said it's not the CBD, it's the THC that you should be using. So interesting.
2: I, I, I know with that, the MS patients that I've worked with, many of them are doing CBD and THC.
1: I've got some friends that are doing that, and I've just pretty much stuck with the THC right now. Well, I
2: think it's whatever um, works
1: for you, right? You know, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a different ball game with MS. I found it's a, it's not it's a different ball game for everybody, more so than you know, cancer.
2: Do you ever apply um, the cannabis topically in any way, shape, or form?
1: No, I haven't. I have not tried that yet. I am. My doctor, my primary care doctor, is going to certify me for my green card next month here in Washington, and then I can go to a regular, you know, a medical dispensary.
2: Okay, yeah, that's that's correct. We were talking to uh, Tracy last week, and she was saying that um, medicinal uh, cannabis is not available where you have the recreational.
1: No, it's not. It's not. It's a to- it's a whole different mm-hmm. dispensary, whole different ball game down here with in in Washington State anyway. With that. But I know that they have topicals, and I want to get – I've heard – I've read some stuff that says that, the, you know, the topical, the topical bomb is really good for muscles and, you know, aches and pains and, you know, joint issues and things like that. So once I get my green card, I'll, I'm going to be doing that too.
2: It'll be interesting yeah. to see if if uh, you're able to cut back a bit on your ingestion of oil if you're applying it topically.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm looking at, and you know I, I've, I've thought about it, you know, and I, I just it's like Hunter S. Thompson said, you know marijuana has been a comfort to me, and it really has. yeah I mean, especially these last three, four years, I've had a, I've, I've had a pretty rough couple of, couple of years the last two
0: yeah you um, have steve uh, you were you were diagnosed with ms you take the pharmaceutical drugs you don't like them you go on cannabis oil it makes you feel a lot better you get rid of your walker and then you were diagnosed with lung cancer take us through that
1: okay um i had a spot on my lung that they were following that they were tracking in great falls for a couple of years my pulmonologist there said if it doesn't grow, we don't need to worry about it. I'm like, okay, great. I take my morning, um, I'm on a um, 24-hour, once-a-day corticosteroid inhaler, and I've got about, until recently, I had about 60% of my lung tissue left. So one day, I get off work, and I'm hurting really bad in my chest, my right chest and my my right flank area and i go to the er room here in spokane at deaconess north and the doctor does a a ct with contrast and he sees that spot and i tell him oh yeah they've been tracking that but if it hasn't grown you know we don't i was told we don't have to worry about it well he got my copy of my last ct from great falls and didn't like what he saw so he faxed them both to a pulmonologist here she looked at them and said i want to see him right away Three days later, I'm seeing her, and she's looking at this, and she says, "We need to get a biopsy." So four days after that, I'm getting a biopsy done. A week after that, she calls me and she asks me if I want the results over the phone, and I'm like, "Well, yeah, you got me here. I might as well." And she said it was positive for an adenocarcinoma, and I'm like, "Hmm, wow, okay." My brother, I, I stay, I'm staying with my brother and sister-in-law right now here in Spokane and he, he, my nephew was here, my brother's son and my brother. And I just kind of, I don't know how to explain it. I just kind of dropped. Um, so they ordered a PET scan, PET scan showed it hadn't spread anywhere else. It was just that one spot on my lungs. So I got lucky there. I was a cigarette smoker for 40 plus years my dad fought cancer four times. Um, there's cancer in my family, so it, you know it wasn't really a big surprise, but it was. So anyway, the PET scan shows hasn't spread anywhere, and I, I get um, referred to a surgeon. And well, it's, you know before that I went and saw an oncologist, and he said you know the way that we usually deal with this type of cancer is surgery. And um, okay, so they set me up with the surgeon. I go visit him. I had an—I think it was January 27th. I had my initial consult with him. He told me what they were going to do. Told me I was a candidate for robotic surgery with the with the Da Vinci robot, So that meant they'd only make five small one-inch incisions to remove that third that third of my lung instead of one great big one around my shoulder blade, which was a plus. Um. Let's see, I saw him, I think it was the 27th of January, and they scheduled my surgery for February 8th, and that's where they did what's called, called a lobectomy, and they took out the bottom lobe of my right lung, and um, said I was cancer, said they got it all. They took out a couple of lymph glands to check, and they came back clean. I got extremely, extremely lucky. They caught it early, and, um I only lost a third of my lung. And right now, I am considered stage 1A stable. There's a couple more spots on my right lung that they're going to track, and I go in for another CT in June about to see about that. But I really think that this could have been a lot worse if I hadn't already been on, you know, cannabis, cannabis soil. soil
2: yeah. Are you doing uh, suppositories at all, Steve?
1: No. Cause, no I, I can't get those here yet.
2: Well, certainly what I've observed is uh, patients who have lung cancer do extremely well with suppositories.
1: I saw one of your posts about that, and that was actually one of the things that led me to go ahead and get my green card. Mm, I mean, there's so many new medical products out there that I don't have access to because I don't have that card. And I I let my one in Montana expire because they just totally screwed up the the medical marijuana law there, and it's still messed up.
2: Yeah, it uh, it resulted in ruining a lot of lives. I'm sure you're familiar with Cash Hyde, the little boy that lived in Montana. Yep. Yeah. Um, so Ian and I are just kind of looking at each other while you're talking about getting your card here. If I've got this correct, you can go into a dispensary or a shop in Washington and buy... Recreational cannabis, as long as you're over what is it, nineteen or something? Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Yeah. But if you want medical cannabis, you have you to have get to. a
1: green card. Yes, you do. You have to find a doctor that will that's on board with that. And fortunately, I've I've been fortunate here in Spokane. It took me a while at first. I, at first, when I got here, I have uh, Medicaid down here. At first, when I got here, I was going to like a community health center which is no different, really, than the one in Great Falls. It's overcrowded. They've got too many people coming to them, and they just don't pay attention. And (laughs) uh, the doctor there um, in October of last year gave me a referral to pain management, and I still haven't heard from them. Mm-hmm. But once I finally got in with the Rockwood Health System here, which is who did the can- their doctors did the found the cancer and the diagnosis, and I've been seeing a neuro neurologist here with them, um, things have moved a lot quicker. I they three days after my referral to pain management, I got a call from them. Three days after my referral to a neurologist, I got a call from them. Four days after my referral to a physiatrist, <laughs> I got a call. It's funny how the medical system works anymore. Steve,
0: I, you Steve, when you said you had the operation February 8th, you're talking February 8th of this year? Yep. Just uh, just over a month month and a half ago.
1: Yeah, uh, and um they told me I was going to be down and uh, and off work for probably um 2 to 3 months. But hey, guess what? Steve is the is is a walk and talking miracle because I went to work back to work after a month. Wow. And i wonder, you know, one of the guys at work asked me, "How are you? How are you back at work? How are you back at work so soon?" Because uh, you know, I read about the surgery that you had, and you should still be at home in bed. And I looked at him. and I said, "Cannabis oil? What do you think?" <laughs> what, <laughs> did he, what did he say? Well, we we smoked together, so oh, he was okay. like, "Really,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Steve?" Do you happen to know the percent of
1: THC that's in the oil you take? You know, I honestly have no idea.
2: 'Cause it would be it must, interesting to see if you got on what their guest term medical cannabis oil, whether the THC content would be higher.
1: I, I would honestly think so. I mean, I have seen at some of the stores here um what they call concentrated concentrated THC oil mm-hmm. in a little, you know, plastic syringe and they tell you only take a you know start out with a piece the size of a grain of rice. Mm-hmm. And I'm like pfft. First of all, grain of rice is not gonna get me high and I just don't see the point in it when you spend seventy five bucks for that little syringe. Wow.
2: Seventy five bucks for a gram?
1: Uh half a gram.
2: Whew.
0: Steve, yeah, a, yeah, Steve yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, that uh, grain of rice size, it, it would get me wasted. I'm
2: sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Not only would it,
0: it did. It did. Yes, it did. <laughs>
1: well, they've, one, one of the products that they've got in the stores here, and one of my nephews, and nephews knows the guy that makes them, um, are infused drinks. And he does infused lemonade, uh, 25 milligrams. One size is 25 milligrams. The other size is 75 milligrams. And there, it's a twelve ounce bottle. I bought one of the seventy fives once. They're thirty five dollars a piece, and I just finished drinking it when my nephew showed up. And he looked at me and he looked at the bottle. He says twenty five milligram. I said nope, seventy five. And he looks at me and he says, "Be prepared not to do anything the rest of the day." <laughs> <laughs> Was he right? Ah, uh, so so. I mean, like I said, I've got I've, I've got a I've got a pretty high tolerance, and I'll be honest with you. And I, you know, I've never I have never ever ever. Been in the closet about my cannabis use. I just, you know, even when it was even when it was illegal, you know, I just, I really don't like the government telling me what I how I can and cannot medicate or what I can and cannot do. I don't drink. Um, I never had an issue with alcohol. I just really don't care for it.
0: Yeah it's you know interesting that uh, you've you've smoked marijuana for over 40 years uh, you take the cannabis oil and you don't drink it we've talked to people who have taken cannabis oil and similar circumstances have happened to them where we talked to um, a woman, uh, Michaela Harrison, in the U.K., and she was uh, a big wine drinker, and she said it just it stopped her drinking wine. And we've talked to people who've smoked cigarettes, and as a result of their using cannabis oil, uh, their cigarette use has decreased or been eliminated.
1: You know, that doesn't surprise me a bit, Ian, Ian at all. Um, I smoked my last cigarette. After a 40-plus year habit, two packs or more a day, I smoked my last cigarette on the morning of February 8th at 5.30 before I went in for surgery, and I haven't had one since. And I am sure that part of the reason for that is the cannabis oil deals with those heebie-jeebies from not having the nicotine.
0: You're doing really well, Steve. Uh, MS, MS, lung cancer, COPD, and uh, you seem to be, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you seem to be recovering very nicely.
1: Yeah, it's a rude awakening. It really is to wake up with a chest tube in you and a catheter in you and hurting like hell from being on the, being in the operating room for 4 hours but it's also an eye opener i mean you know this my brother bill was 56 when he passed away from bladder cancer and he'd had it he died in 96 and he had the bladder cancer surgery in 93 and then it came back he was gone shortly after that. My dad was 94 when he passed away, and he had cancer of everything, but he'd fought and beat prostate cancer three times. My sister Shirley just passed away in February on February 17th of this year with cancer of everything. And, I mean, this was a woman who was a total vegetarian, supposedly ate a healthy diet, and, you know, cancer cancer of everything still got her. So... I look at the cannabis oil and even my even my smoking as, you know, a maintenance medication that hopefully will keep a secondary keep this from coming back or if it does then you know we catch it early again and I go through then I lose some more of my lung or whatever I just I I don't think I would be where I'm at today. Well, I know I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for cannabis oil cannabis and its medicinal properties I'm, I'm sure of it
0: yeah very well said steve it was a pleasure to talk to you thanks hey, very was, much for sharing your story
1: hey it was great talking to you guys too
2: yeah very much appreciated steve and uh keep up the good work
1: well i appreciate you guys having me i know a lot of my friends are now going to listen to cannabis health radio like i do just
0: before we go, remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. And if you can do that, we'd appreciate it. We'd like to raise our profile. And also, if you'd like to be interviewed on Cannabis Health Radio, send us an email at info at Cannabis Health Radio. And if you'd like to advertise on Cannabis Health Radio or be a sponsor, also send us an email at info at radio dot com. Wherever you are in the world, thanks very much for listening. You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio podcast. Visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to today's show.